Hey there, and welcome to Homeschoolhood, the show and community where we talk about all things education and parenthood and the beautiful mess where they intersect homeschool. I'm Erica Ladd, former public school teacher and parent turned homeschool mom to my two elementary age daughters. I never thought we'd homeschool, but we accidentally fell in love with it this past year and haven't looked back. Whether you homeschool or not, my hope is that you find encouragement, practical ideas, and some real talk about raising and educating tiny humans here on Homeschoolhood. Welcome back. This episode is all about protecting your energy as a parent. I talk with a lot of you about this in DMs. I talk a lot about boundaries and asking for help on Instagram. And so this episode is going to be all about that, how to set realistic expectations for yourself and your family, how to ask for help, some boundaries that you might consider for yourself to make sure that you as the parent are not running on empty all the time. Um, and I think this this topic is especially important if you're home full time with your kids or are homeschooling, but definitely very helpful for all parents and especially as moms, I've noticed. I think we all need these reminders and this kind of intention around our energy. Um, and this is going to be a little bit of tough love this episode. I'm super passionate about parents protecting their own energy to better parent and just be better humans for themselves. So you're going to hear that come out. Um, and also, if you want some more on this topic, you can go check out our episode from this year on the Girl Next Door podcast. And that one's titled Personal Policies and How to Mail. Um, and there's a lot about just setting for yourself some personal policies that you always adhere to so that you don't feel pulled in so many directions all the time around what's important for your family and how to protect that. So if you want more on that, go check that one out. So there is so much I could say on this topic, um, but I'd like to stick to three main areas that I think we need to get real um, with ourselves and with others in order to protect our energy as parents. And so let's talk about getting real with ourselves first. Um, Number one is that you've heard me say this before, but you are responsible for your own energy. That means fueling yourself correctly, getting the sleep that you need, um, putting as much care into taking care of yourself as you do into your family. It doesn't serve anybody if you are a martyr. Um, and I, I think we get into this, um, we get into this martyrdom in motherhood, especially with good intentions. And we think that's how we love our family best, but it's just not true. You need to meet your basic needs. You need to eat lunch. You need to um, get sleep. Like those things alone. I mean, I remember when we first brought our girls home into foster care in our home and just like going through a whole day and realizing I hadn't eaten and I hadn't gone to the bathroom. And I was like, real thirsty and just not even realizing it. And when I think we, as our kids develop more independence, we still maintain the habit sometimes of doing more for them and putting them ahead of us in ways that we don't need to anymore. Obviously when they are newborns or in my situation, when I had just brought home, you know, two girls into our home, like obviously in those times, there are times that we need to put our needs on the back burner 
for, for a moment, you know, or for a day. But I think that it's super important to stay in touch with, are we meeting our basic needs? And then using those pockets of time that we do have, even if we do have a tiny newborn, um, the pockets of time that we do have for what will actually fuel us or add a little bit back. Um, I think it's easy, especially when we're feeling super depleted to scroll on our phone. And you know what? Sometimes a well-placed scroll is just what you need to like tune out and, and have a minute in your day to recharge. But I often find if I can ask myself, like, what would actually help me right now with these 15 minutes that I have? Is it that I need to scroll? Is it that I need to text a friend or call a friend? Would sitting and reading a book feel good? Would just making myself a snack and actually having a minute to sit down and eat it be good? So fuel yourself as a human first. Also, as a part of that, getting real with yourself is going to be getting time away from your kids. Um, We spend a lot of time together as a homeschool family, obviously, and I think it's even more important now than ever that I have very intentional time away from my kids to think my own thoughts, to even think about what I might need, to give myself a chance to miss them um, and them to miss, miss me. Uh, and this, the amount of time you need will look different for everyone. I know for me, I noticed more than ever once I had kids how much of an introvert I actually am in terms of needing time alone to recharge myself and how depleted parenting left me feeling in terms of that um, energy. And so I might need more time than you do, and that's fine too. But I think we need to, like mom guilt is BS. It just is. It's, we don't need to prescribe to it. We do not need to feel guilty about resting. We don't need to feel guilty about having other interests. We don't need to feel guilty about having other relationships outside of our relationship with our kids and prioritizing those things. And in fact, even in front of, and especially in front of our kids, I think they need to see those other sides of us and that that is okay. As a part of this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruffle some feathers. If you have a partner, a spouse that you are parenting with, you need to get real with yourself about the fact that you can't do it all and should not have to. And that might mean you also need to get real with said partner. Um, I could do a whole episode on this, but for now, this is something I just, I feel very strongly about. And I just want to say very clearly, it is not okay for you to feel like all of the parenting falls on you, even if you are a stay-at-home parent or a homeschooling parent and your partner is the main income earner. It's not okay to feel like you can't ask your partner or that they will be upset by you asking for what you need. It is not okay for your partner to complain about your parenting or other household duties, dinner, laundry, what have you, but then also be unwilling to help. So on the flip side of that, it's also not okay for you to expect your partner to read your mind. I think a good amount of partners would be more than willing to help where you need help if you are able to find a way to communicate that and not assume that they are unwilling. And if they are unwilling, then that's another conversation that you need to have and you should have. Um, and this is your pep talk right now to have the, that conversation, as difficult as it might seem. Sometimes it feels easier to just keep keep going as 
as we are, even though that's like sucking the life out of you, than to have a very difficult or potentially difficult conversation. But this is your encouragement and your pep talk right now to talk to your person. If you are raising kids with another human, they have just as much responsibility in raising said humans as you do. Even if that means certain jobs might fall on you more, you need to find a way to also refuel yourself to get the support from your partner that you need to still feel like a whole human being. Um, Some ways that this looks, what this looks like in our house, I'll give you some examples. When I started homeschooling, I realized, hey, I'm going to need to build in some time apart from these children because (laughs) we no longer have that. I don't send them out the door and, you know, I don't load them up onto a school bus in the morning or anything like that. So I just knew it was going to be healthier for all of us if we had some built-in time that we weren't just waiting. And I think what happens is we wait sometimes until we are completely exhausted and have lost it on our whole family to then ask for help or say that you need a break. And I think if we can be proactive about that, it's better for all involved. So in our house, we have dad dinner night. I've talked about this on Instagram before. All that means is dad is in charge of planning, preparing, executing the dinner for that night. Whenever he is out of work for the day, I uh, I disappear. Sometimes I actually leave the house. Sometimes I just lock myself in my room and pretend, you know, pretend I am not here. And he is in charge of dinner that night and all of the entertaining and the bedtime routine and all of the things. And it's just a night that I know I am off duty. I think something that's hard about being a stay-at-home mom or a homeschooling stay-at-home mom in particular is that you can just feel like you're always on and you're always in teacher mode and you're always, you know, you become the go-to person all the time through nobody's fault other than you kind of are the go-to person all day long. So having that time and that day fluctuates a little bit. Um, Right now it's usually a Tuesday or Thursday because he has jujitsu. The girls have gymnastics on other nights. So we will kind of touch base at the beginning of the week. Hey, what night this week is going to be dad dinner night? Do you need me to get anything ordered? What are you planning on making? That kind of thing. Um, I will say also Saturday and Sunday, I typically do not cook. And I also get at least a half day to myself, um, sometimes more, to do podcasting things, to plan, you know, our upcoming homeschool week and have some actual, you know, quality think time around that. And Jeremiah gladly takes the girls out of the house, does different things. As as we're speaking right now, he is feeding them lunch and I am recording a podcast in our bedroom. So that is just kind of a regular part of our weekends. But it's something we've talked about and made happen. He also takes them on regular camping weekends. About once a month lately, he's been taking them on a weekend away camping. I do not like camping. I have tried. I'm not outdoorsy enough. So we have discovered that it is, they have way more fun. It's a bonding time for them. And then it is time for me to be alone in our house, doing whatever I want or need to do. And that is rare as a homeschooling mom that you have that time alone in your own house. So I greatly appreciate it. Okay, another area where we need to get real with some things to protect our energy as a parent is we need to get real with others. So we talked a little bit about getting real with your spouse, but also extended family members and friends and the outside world in general. Um, One thing I think about in this area is that your kids don't have to do everything. I think we can feel pressured into like, if our kids are going to be successful, they need to do volunteer work and a sport 
and all of the, and, and a musical instrument and a foreign language. And that is just, it's just a lie from our culture. We've talked about before on this show, kids need downtime. You do not have to have your entire family schedule rotate around all of your kids' things. You can find a balance that that works for you and the things you have decided to do as extracurriculars or extra commitments, church activities, maybe boy Scouts or girl Scouts, you know, a sport, you don't also have to help with everything or be at every event to be a good mom. That includes sports practices. That includes, you know, if your kids are in public school or private school class parties and field trips, you, you really don't have to go to all that. Um, if you love it and it's your jam and it's a way you feel connected to your kids, great. But if the only reason you're doing it is out of obligation, because that's what good moms do, please know that that's not true. Fun events that aren't fun to you, you don't have to do. (laughs) That's just, that's just the fact of the matter. If it's not fun for everybody, it's not fun. Like if, if going to the fair even as a family is just like, this is just what families do in the summertime and you hate it. You don't have to do it just because it's a fun childhood activity. This also applies with social media. Um, I think the multitude of ideas out there on social media make us feel like those things should be going on all the time because they're in our face all the time. When in reality, sometimes we're just taking care of laundry while our kids play or we're reading our own book. Or we're sending them upstairs to hang out so we can have a grown folks conversation with our husband who just finished a stressful work day. And if you think about your own childhood, like there wasn't that same pressure. Like I remember all the time, my parents being like, go play with your siblings, right? I think that because we have all these ideas, all these ways we can be enriching our kids' lives now and and much more access to all of that, we also feel like that means it has to be going on all of the time. And it just does not. So one way to protect your energy is to say no to some of that. When you find yourself feeling guilty about not doing something that you see on social media with your kids, decide, is it because I really would like to be doing more of those kinds of things, like maybe an art project or going to the library? Or is it because I have an unrealistic idea of that mom's life and I'm comparing that they're always doing that kind of stuff when sometimes she could very well be reheating chicken nuggets as well? (laughs) Um, Or do I just need to remember that those things can be sometimes things and not always things, right? We don't have to be going to the children's museum every week to be giving our kids an enriching educational childhood, if that makes sense. I also think we need to get real with well-meaning relatives and friends, and especially in a homeschool space. But but really in general now where opinions seem to be multiplied with the <laughs> with the force of social media, um, stop thinking that you need to justify or defend your choices. You just don't have to, and it will wear you out. Um, practice not jumping into that automatic mode of defending your choices in a conversation about why you homeschool or... Um, you know, why you chose to send your kids to a certain school or why you're feeding your kids only this type of food or breastfeeding, whatever it might be. Stop thinking you need to justify your choices with your kids. There's a lot of energy wasted there that you just don't need to worry about. You're the mom. It's fine. You're the dad. Um, Think to yourself too, in, in those situations, are you doing things just to prove something? 
are you running yourself ragged for no other reason than pure obligation because grandma expects you to show up at every cousin's birthday party, but you just don't have the energy for it this weekend. Are you, um, you know, are your kids playing baseball because your whole family has been a baseball family and, you know, everybody's excited about it, but it's just not their thing or it's just not your thing. Like, it's okay to say no. When this gets tricky for me too, I find that taking some time to center myself and maybe have a centering conversation with my spouse about um, what we will and won't be doing before some of those conversations or events helps a lot. For example, around the holidays. I sit down every year now with my husband after, this was learned the hard way, after some holiday conflict, especially once you have kids. Everybody wants to see you. The kids are little. You're running them around all over. You're trying to travel for the holidays. And it just becomes a lot. And you cannot... You cannot do it all. So having a conversation, okay, this is what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. It also helps you very kindly and respectfully communicate that information to other interested parties like grandmas and in-laws and things like that. Okay, here's another area that I feel super strongly about. We need to get real with our kids. It is, I've talked about this before, but it is not okay And it does not have to be this way that our kids suck the living (laughs) soul out of us every single day. They can learn boundaries. They can learn how to entertain themselves. And it does not make you a bad mom to have boundaries in place with your kids. In fact, kids crave them. We know this developmentally. They need an adult in their life telling them where they stop and another person starts and teaching them how to respect another person's space, another person's time. So this is a part of being a good parent, actually. As part of that, bedtime is important. Bedtime is important. They need way more rest. Kids need way more rest than they typically get. It's okay to have a firm bedtime. And if you haven't had one, it's going to be more work. It's going to get worse before it gets better to institute one, but claim that time back, get your kids rested, which will also then help you expend less energy with discipline and behavior problems potentially throughout the next day. Right. Um, it's okay to have a hard and fast bedtime. It's okay to make a rule just because you need something a certain way to enjoy living in your own house with your people. Okay. So if shoes all over the floor makes you crazy, even though nobody, you know, nobody's intending that they're just being kids. I think sometimes what we do is say, oh, well, they're kids. I guess I'm picking these all up if it bothers me. No, it's okay. You can get yourself a nice basket, put it by the door and make a rule in our house. Shoes go in this basket because it contributes to your sanity and your feeling like a calm, present parent when you don't have clutter everywhere. So it's okay to say, you know, this is just a rule because Another house might not have it, but I need it here in our house to be, to feel good living here. It's okay for you to also feel good as the mom living in your own house. It's okay to teach your kids how to wait and be patient. Um, I know in our house, they have a rule that we're not, unless it is an emergency, we are not interrupting when mommy's on the phone or when I'm having an adult conversation, you know, someone is over at our house. They are taught to wait to finish, like for me to finish something when I'm busy. If I'm finishing up an email real quick, I might say, I want to hear all about that. Give me five more minutes and I'll come find you. Or 
just wait one minute, let me finish this. It's okay for them to practice waiting and being patient and not just immediately getting, you know, their need or their want most of the time met just because you're their mom. It's okay for them to respect that you have things going on too. It's also okay to connect with them over things that you both genuinely enjoy and to leave the rest. If it's something like you don't have to love everything that they love to be interested in them as a kid. If Minecraft and hearing about it makes you want to gouge your, like pull your ears off your head, (laughs) it's okay for that not to be the thing. Now, Should we listen to our kids when they have important things to tell us, even if it's not something important to us? Yes. But it's okay to lean into those things. Like maybe you really love snuggling up and watching movies with your kid. And that's a place where you connect. Maybe you really love building Legos, but you cannot stand doing an art project with your kids. It's okay to lean into that thing that you feel like actually fuels both of you and let them do the other thing independently. You don't have to be equally excited and involved in all of their things, if that makes sense. I also think a big part of this is to remember that your your kids can help also. We talked about spouses contributing, but your kids are part of the family and live in the house. And it's okay for them to learn about and contribute at a, in age-appropriate ways to what it takes to run a household. They will have their own someday. They will have their own dorm room with a roommate. They will have a college apartment even. Everyone has different feelings on chores. And I know some feel that it's their job as the as the kid to do school and maybe a sport that they're dedicated to. And then, you know, it's the parent's job to run the household. And I get that perspective. But even if that's the case, even if you don't assign additional chores or responsibilities, contributions, they can at the very least clean up after themselves. So if you've decided that additional chores is not going to be, you know, a priority for your family, you can at least teach your kids to bring their own dishes into the kitchen. When mine were little, that was the first thing. You can teach them to pick up their, you know, their own bedroom, be responsible for their own things, carry their own backpack. You don't need to do everything for them even if you are trying to, you know, lessen their load and allow them to be kids, they can still learn that responsibility. And in turn, that will protect your energy. Okay, so here are some quick fixes. Those are kind of more like the philosophy, the areas we need to get real with ourselves um, in terms of protecting our energy, acknowledging that we can't do it all, working with our parenting partner in you know, managing everything, getting real with the the outside world and setting some good boundaries and then setting those boundaries with our kids. But here are just some like, okay, day in and day out, practically, what are just some quick fixes to protect or restore your limited energy when you feel like you are running on empty and you need a quick, a quick fix? Number one suggestion I have for that is noise canceling headphones or earbuds. <laughs> the amount of times that I realize I am just, especially as an introvert, overstimulated, nobody's doing anything wrong or naughty, or, you know, I have, I have all the help I need, but I'm simply overstimulated from being teaching and learning with my kids all day, talking and answering questions. And so I have found just putting on headphones when they are playing upstairs and letting the noise go <laughs> and being able to tune it out a little bit makes a big difference. Otherwise, I find myself 
getting very micromanaging in their their play. I hear the little squabbles and I feel like I need to insert myself or it's just it's just draining on me. I need something else to focus on. So headphones with an audiobook or a podcast or or Beyonce, whatever you need in your ears, some spa music, something to calm down at the end of the day has has helped dramatically. Another great resource is audiobooks. Especially if you're a homeschool mom, you do a lot of talking and teaching and reading aloud. So sometimes instead of you reading aloud, they're getting the same benefits from somebody else maybe reading Harry Potter on an audiobook. Um I also find them great for putting on in the car when I have nothing left and I don't want to also also I have I want to hear no more words. So I will put on an audiobook often on the way to gymnastics. It's like a 20-minute drive and we've already been talking all day long and I've heard their voices all day long. And so it's just something to calm all of our minds. It restores my energy to not be trying to drive and answer questions. So that is a a quick tip. Something else I do um, will be a 20-minute reading party. Sometimes I know my kids just want to be by me, um, but I don't have anything left at the end of a long day. And so I will set a timer and we will all silently read our own books in the same room, cozied up with a candle lit. And that seems to really work for them. They feel close to me, but I'm not, um, nothing is required of me other than to read my own book, which is something that refuels me. And so that has been super fun. Another thing I do when I'm just over it is a picnic dinner in front of the TV for the kids. So I will send them upstairs with their own dinner and they get to watch TV. Normally we are an eat at the table or the kitchen counter kind of family. We don't typically eat in the living room with the TV on. Uh, So this feels like a treat for them, but it is so good when I just, you know, maybe my husband's out of work or out of work, out of town for work. um, And it's been a lot on me and I just need a second. I will send them upstairs with their own dinner and a movie and they think that's the best treat, but I get a minute to breathe. (laughs) So that is it for this episode. Um, I just wanted to encourage you, if you are feeling depleted, just know that that there are things you can do about it and don't feel like this is just your lot in life now because you're a parent or this is just how it's going to be because you're homeschooling. Yes, those things are exhausting, but there are all kinds of ways where you can set up boundaries to meet your own needs and make sure that you are, you have your cup full before you try to pour into others. So thank you so much for listening. Let's continue the chat. I talk about this a lot over on Instagram. I am at Lad Erica over there. Um, you can also find all kinds of videos on curriculum, books and resources, conversations with other homeschool moms on IGTV all of the behind the scenes um, over there. And I would love to connect with you. You can find the show notes for this episode with links to anything I mentioned in your podcast player. And I would also love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram. Send me an email at hellohomeschoolhood at gmail.com. And let's keep chatting because I think this is an ongoing conversation that we can all learn from each other how to show up for ourselves so that we can show up for our families. Until next time, remember you are your child's first and most important teacher and you've got this.